Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. This week, I've got a lovely special guest with me. Um, Stephanie Bosch is a speaker with an MSc in Global Leadership from Goldsmith University of London and a BA in Banking. Stephanie's an executive coach, um, British Psychological Society registered user for personality and ability testing, and a certified practitioner of Hogan Assessments. Stephanie's worked in corporate for 12 years and really knows what it feels like to experience the darker side of leadership and also what it feels like to put on a mask, which we're going to be talking about a bit more today. She says that way too often we are suppressing true personality traits in order to conform. I think a lot of us can relate to that. And rather than living up to their best selves, we sometimes feel like misfits and people who just don't fit in because they can't express themselves and are therefore held back. Her mission is to teach leaders how to use the winning tactics of the bad guys, but with the compassion of authenticity. So doesn't that sound brilliant? Welcome to the show, Stephanie. So much. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so pleased that you're here because there's lots of things there that, um, you know, ring true as well with some of my background with a lot of years, too many, I lost count of the years in corporate. And then bringing that into your business today and particularly with things that are holding people back and where people are, um, like you, you use that term and phrase, like putting on that mask of, you know, I will talk about, you know, just performing in a different way and putting on that show. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what was that transitional step from those 12 years in corporate to running your own business now? Well, it was more or less by chance. It was accidental. <laughs> so um, I started back in 2006, um, joining joining um, one of the largest banks in Germany with a dual course where you would study full-time and work full-time. And so I was like fully in in it so and after six years I left I went into management consulting and then went into recruiting and that's also the time where I met my husband who already lived in London and so he was the main reason why I swapped countries and decided to go back to university after having worked 10 years in, in the corporate environment and then it was actually never really planned for me to start my own business um, but I just got so fed up. I just got so frustrated that I was like, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to start my business. And it still took a while, though. It, it still took a while to get where I'm now to really figure out what is my mission, what am I really passionate about, and what is it for me also worth putting my time and so much effort into. And it turned out that the the threat throughout my whole life was all about being not conforming or like having this don't really fitting in, don't really belonging, 
um, putting on the mask and also being so annoyed by bad leaders that it just <laughs> kind of felt natural to combine all of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting about the kind, you know, the kind of bad leaders or the, you know, the difference in leadership. I think a lot of people, you know, work their way up the ladder, but then don't enhance their skills into the kind of leadership, you know, you know, and um, so that they're really good at the job bit that they do, but the the leadership and the management of staff and things like that can be something that it does need. It does need training. It doesn't necessarily come naturally. Um, What's that saying that um, people always remember? They don't necessarily remember what you say, but they remember the way that you make them feel. And and that's a big thing that comes through, isn't it, with leadership? I talk about this a lot with my clients. Yeah. And I think also the, the really big problem we have is like the company's culture because not everyone wants to be a leader or wants to be a manager, right? And often becoming a manager, if you're good at your job, as you said, being the top performer, there is not really another career progression, like upwards, for the same recognition you get as becoming team leader and then becoming whatever division manager or, you know, just like going up the career ladder. And I think rather than having someone who's really good at their job, who then gets, frust gets frustrated because they might no longer make the money they made, because they no longer can focus on what they like doing, but rather have to focus on managing people. Um, I think it would be actually quite helpful if we could have a second career path, maybe for people who are just really great subject matter experts, and then get people who really enjoy people, like dealing with people, have people skills, and have also an interest in developing to get them on the leadership traits. But yeah, I think the, the corporate structure is, is also like part of the problem because we just promote people who are really good at their job and make them managers without training them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So was there one kind of thing that got you that kind of big realization or was it a real um, sort of process of your development and um, um, sort of self-evaluation that that realized about this kind of mask thing um well <laughs> looking back my colleagues who, who I worked very closely with like for six years said to me like <laughs> just recently you know what you actually never really fitted in because you've always been too much of a free spirit to be in corporate banking and for them it was quite obvious but for me it never was that obvious and um, in February this year, actually, I went on to a business retreat where we had to look at um, the timescale of all of our lives. So really starting from early days in childhood, over adolescence, until now. And the thread that ran through my, my life was realizing that I really had the mask on myself. And so I couldn't, for me, well, I mean, we often teach what we need to learn best, or we, we teach best what we need to learn most. And I think if you are in it, if you are in the process, it's just not that obvious to yourself. So for me, I couldn't really spot what was going on, but I just felt like I would never belong. It always felt like I had two different lives. So one was my corporate life and one was my personal life. I even had like two completely different wardrobes. And after I got out of corporate world and got back, into like university and then starting off on my own. I changed so much. I changed literally my looks 
quite severely every couple of months. So my own, my own father wouldn't recognize me in pictures. So, so intensely because I just had this element of playing and really figuring out who I was because in this process of putting on the mask and trying to fit in and being the, the good employee who, you know, who just doesn't get any critique for it, um, whatever, not fitting the dress code or being too rebellious in their thinking or whatever it might be. I kind of lost myself. And that is a really, really painful experience, especially when you run your own business and you're somehow at the heart of your business. So yeah, this is how the process came across and why I put the label on like ditch your mask, because I think this is really what it's about. It's not about removing the mask, but really getting rid of the mask that doesn't fit you. Um, and yeah, figure out who, who are you, who do you want to be and what is your real reputation and define your reputation before others do it for yourself. And it's so important, isn't it? And particularly, I mean, very important when we're running our own businesses because people buy from people. So we need to be able to show us um, as our kind of true self, really, not that this kind of, it took, did take me a little while to kind of drop that corporate um that kind of corporate approach when I found it in um, particularly through my the writing and things so when I was writing blogs and things were really formal really really formal and I can remember somebody I went I worked with a copywriter um, and said about this you know this formality that I had in all of my writing and when they said to me um, well you know, you can just have, instead of we are doing, you can just have we're and put the apostrophe in. And I was like, oh my God, it's so simple when you know how. Um, ex- yeah. So you would never dare doing it, would you? Exactly, exactly. There was no abbreviations and apostrophes and things in the, in that kind of corporate written reports, etc. Um, and it's that's so true, isn't it? That you need somebody else that's got that, that experience, in that to be able to look at you or your stuff and um and they because they they they, is their thing um and they're able to sort of see that we're often so much closer to our own things that we can we have that inability to step back from things and that's what you know that'll be what you see with your clients now and that's what I see with my clients but we have to be able to be open to that and go through that in just the way that I did with the kind of writing that I was doing. It's fascinating, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think also it shows how much the the culture we're working in does shape us. And I mean, you say like the way you, you've written, right? But I think it's probably every other way how you would probably have approached like client acquisition, talking to clients, having all this formality, um, et cetera. So I think for me, this was also like writing was a, was a big thing, but also really feeling so lost without all the structures because suddenly you have to take on so much responsibility. And I feel like in corporate world, especially when you're working big companies, you only have like this tiny, tiny responsibility for your own area. And then you hand it over to someone else, your work or your client, whoever it might be. And I found this was like also really stretched to go through where you had suddenly to really think for yourself and show up as yourself. And as you said, people buy from people. So who, who are you, right, to, to, be, to be bought from? Exactly that. Exactly. And that's the other thing that I say to an awful lot of people as well is that, you know, we, 
we have this thing whatever it is this thing that when we go I'm really good at that and I'd like to you know I'd like to do that I'd like to set up in my own business doing that and then you find that actually you are doing all the other functions as well because like you say there's only you so then we become all the other departments so we have to do you know the accounts and the marketing the sales the promotions (laughs) all the things that you yeah that you're kind of like oh no I'm no good at that oh actually we realize we still have to do all that stuff so then you have to learn how to be good at that until you can get to a point where you can invest and get some other people to do it for you and things but um you know it's it can it can move you away from doing that thing that you love again and um then we can end up feeling like we have to do that that fitting in and that we have to do that conforming etc but it's you know so what do you think for people would be the kind of key aspects to look at as to enable them to ditch their mask if that's what they're doing i think for for people the first step is becoming aware that like if they have a mask on or not yeah so i think whatever we do there's usually there is an, a need we need to feel a need to want to change um and then because change is usually it's difficult it's uncomfortable and we just don't like it um so this is like you know, we have to have a reason why we want to do it. And then I think the second step is to become self-aware, to to really listen to, to one, oneself and figure out where does the mask not fit me? And it might be that, you know, when we have a mask on all our lives, we tend to become the mask and the mask partly is us. So I think it's really about what kind of parts of the mask is no longer like, are no longer fitting us. And then become really safe with yourself so i would not um recommend people like ditching the mask when they are really unsafe about what to do how to show up and um uh, yeah maybe even ruin ruin their own reputation because they can't control the process so i would always make sure that people also feel safe and ready um to to change things which is often having small changes this could be speaking up you know, being more honest about what you want to say, stop people pleasing or whatever it might be. So these kind of behaviors are usually quite difficult to change. So I would always recommend to just pick one you want to really commit to, which would make a difference in your life, which would help you to to feel more at ease and to feel better with who you are. And then go slowly in changing these things gradually. Um, Another thing I would recommend is figuring out who do you want to grow into? So who do you want to be? And I'm not meaning this in the sense of picking a role model and copy them because this would just be another mask, but really listening to yourself and think, okay, who do who do I want to be? What do I want to achieve? And who do I need to become to achieve that? And I think then we can very, very carefully remove the mask. Sometimes we need to ditch them. It does depend on very much on the person how how ready we are, how rebellious we are, how uncomfortable we feel, whatever it might be. But I think during the process, it's important to um, to realize that we need a strong reason why, because it's usually it's an uncomfortable process. Um, but I think the pain is, is bigger when the mask tends to slip, when we're not ready and we reveal things we might not want to be. Absolutely, because then people can feel really exposed, you know, and... Um 
it's all very well. There's a lot of talk about, you know, kind of showing your vulnerability and things, but actually then being vulnerable or being exposed in that way is, you know, is likely to cause more kind of more kind of damage than good really, isn't it? And so it is very much about that, um, kind of enabling people to kind of do things when they're ready or you know and to be able to um feel really comfortable or have enough i talk to people about having really firm foundations to be able to step forward then in everything that they want to do with their with their goals and the things that they want to be able to achieve or so you know like i work with a lot of people who want to move up to the next level or they have something that's holding them back and um but it's about getting those strong foundations to move into where it is that they want to go, isn't it? And, and although my language is a bit different, that's a similar premise to everything that you're doing is not remove that, not remove that mask or ditch that mask, you know, kind of before they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, well, we will probably never be fully ready because there's our last excuse we often have. Oh, I'm not ready oh. yet. But I think especially what you say with like the the fundament needs to be there. And I think especially when we when we want to be vulnerable, it's why do I want to be vulnerable? Because I think no one really learns about um, our misery except we have a lesson to teach from it. And I think there's a difference which happens often, like with, especially within speaking, people being vulnerable on stage because they might want to get people to buy from them because they had a really tough life and that should not be the reason also not throwing ourselves a pity party but really why do you share that so what's the reason behind it and I think what is also important is when we show up to be really clear about your own value so is it in line and aligned with what you want to achieve and with how you want to feel how you want to make other people feel and what are the values behind it? And I feel often like these values can be the, the solid ground our change and plan on. But I, yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. I, in my opinion, loads of people never really thought about their own values. They kind of just like adopt the values that have, they have been taught from childhood or you know, from their surroundings. I think yeah you're right and I think a lot of people um especially you know in business and in um and and particularly in coaching and supporting other people kind of don't often stop to think about what their values are um but then we need to make sure that those key values run all the way through everything that we do and that's within our messaging that's within the delivery the way that we work with people and it means that you know some of so one you know my values are, are about being really straightforward about having the integrity um and so if i so it means that i'm really comfortable saying no to people which is part of both of those things really is that i'm you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do something that i don't want to do or that's not comfortable doing or i'm all equally means that i'm not going to take on somebody who um is not my ideal client or I'm not quite sure if I can help them but maybe I've got a bit of space or you know what I feel that I should or could help them if it's not absolutely what I work with I'll then direct them somewhere else yeah. um, and that's about both the straightforwardness and the integrity there but it's often you know 
not something that people do actually stop and think about. I would agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. And I think also, especially because I really like the example you gave, because I feel even if we think about values, we stay very often in the broad categories. So we say, for example, um, so you said you, you know, being integer is, is important for you. And you gave an example for what does that mean for you? But often we don't go that deep to, deep to define what it, what does it mean for us, right? And I feel like, for example, having respect or being respectful or um, having fun while working with clients or whatever it might be, I think there's so much more to define about it. And this is so often missed. And this, again, hinders us to show up on our terms and be who we are and who we want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the showing up is really, really important. But, you know, I like what you said about kind of not doing that pity party. Um, it's such a great term, really. It, we can always share our learnings with everybody. I mean, that's why I do the Business Balance podcast, because I started this business because I had to leave corporate because the girls that I adopted had such difficult um, lives and needed so much more time and care than was ever anticipated but then I was also kind of I feel like I've always worked not quite always obviously um, and surely they're going to go to go to school and be all right at some point and I was totally fascinated with everything that I was learning about how to help them and why they were functioning the way that they were functioning but then you know a lot of people that come and work with me will say, how did you get into this? Mm. You know, because I'm not sharing, it's not a pity party, actually. You know, I wouldn't have my own, as, as hard as things have been with the kids, I wouldn't have my own business. I wouldn't be doing all this stuff that I love if it wasn't for their difficulties. But I think so, there's a big difference because, you know, the, sharing your story, I think, is important and also sharing your struggles. But for you, it's a reason why you're doing it, right? Absolutely. You don't want people to feel sorry for you by saying that, but this is a true reason and a very important one to get into it. Yeah, and then we can talk about, you know, what was the difficulty and what was the struggle, but then what were the learnings or what did I, you know, what experiences did I draw on in able to, to enable me to do and go and, you know, whatever was the outcome of things. It's always that you know, what were the learning or the skills that, that we have there? And that's why I call it the Business Balance Podcast, really, is because I do feel that one of my skill sets is being able to have that balance between the business and being able to not just manage life, but life with tricky kids, you know, with, with demands of additional needs and things like that. So that's why I'm really passionate about being able to share that. And a big bit of it is about your personal development that you do. I think this is exactly again where it, where it hits in. Like with we we teach best what we need to learn most. I yeah. Think we have so for me, the same with a mask because I suffered so badly with having it on and struggled even more to to remove it. And I'm still trying. I mean, sometimes it's still back on. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but I think this is what what we can actually teach because I feel so often, especially in like Instagram and Facebook, etc. This, you know. If you if you listen to any influencer, they always tell you, "Oh yeah, you need to be authentic." And this word is so overused and so wrongly presented in this kind of world. 
And I feel people with real stories and real struggles and real lessons learned from these struggles, like our own experience, this is what makes it just so much more valuable for clients. I mean, you clearly know what you speak about and you have been there. You can understand how someone feels with like, you know, having at home loads of work to do, but also having to run a business and then to balance boys out. I think, yeah, there's a massive difference between sharing your story powerfully and just, you know, sharing your story to, to, to get people to buy something. And for you, it sounds like a clear, clear purpose, very important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could um, send a message to uh, your younger self, for example, you know, what would that be? That's an interesting question. Um, I think for me, one of the, the main reasons how this whole mask came on in the first place was me um, trying to to be pleasant and to, to please people. Yeah. And so my my dad is with the with the um with the Air Force and I mean it's being being a soldier's daughter can be tough because you can you say goodbye to your dad and you quite frankly don't know whether he would come home alive or not. And so for me this was always the moment when we said goodbye. Um, you know, don't cry, do not cry, don't make it any more difficult for daddy to leave. And then driving back home with my mom, I wouldn't cry again because don't make it any more difficult for your mom, etc. Yeah. And I think like I numb all the emotions I had because I tried to be, you know, perfect. I tried not to be a reason for anyone else to to feel unpleasant around me. And I think this was the main reason for me to put on the mask and what I've learned over the years is that you can't just numb negative emotions, you just numb it all. And this is where where things get really boring and it kind of like sucks, <laughs> sucks the fun out of life. And I think the, the main lesson or like the main message I would send to my younger self is it's okay to be not okay. And to, yeah. to really let feelings happen and to share your struggles, but also to share your joy fully and I think um yeah I think this would be the, the biggest lesson I think because it's so difficult to to relearn that when you're when you're grown up and when you're older um but I think life without emotions is just it's just really boring <laughs> so yeah gosh yeah absolutely I once had a client who had numbed everything down so much and like I said I say that to people you know there's no filter it's a it is a kind of all or nothing isn't it yeah, and yeah. she numbed everything down so much she actually didn't even know when she was hot and cold yeah yeah it was so extreme um and and that's the thing isn't it that there's there is no filter if we're numbing de- things down then we are going to stop some of that joy as well and and that's such a shame as well isn't it it totally is and i think for me the the main point is because you you try to find ways to 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 make you feel alive to just really yeah. feel you are there and i think for me the main reason where i where i felt like hang on this is what's the point why is that like this and I, I think for me, I, I, first of all, I didn't really recognize that it was different for me than it was for other people because, again, the mask was on. Obviously, you know, I was quite happy all the time. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, deep inside, I might have been like, I, w- I struggled from quite severe depression and I would still be this smiley, happy face. And I think for me, the point was when I questioned, why am I here? What's the, what's the reason of doing this whole thing? Because if you get to this point, without any joy and like real joy you feel, that gets quite dangerous. And I think, um, yeah, you just, you know, you just can't numb it all. And I mean, I, I numbed it all quite for a very stupid reason because moving a lot, I always needed to make new friends quickly. So yeah. I always try to be like the very pleasing person, but having learned over time, you cannot be everyone's darling. And if you are, you're no one's darling because you, you become this very boring person who, who just appears to everyone and is not really interesting at all. So yeah, I think it's, it's just not worth it. Like numbing it because it just really sucks out the, the fun of life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could give um, one sort of action or advice to the listeners, really, possibly in relation to ditching the mask, um, you know, what would that be? To really take your time with it. Um, I think, well, to take your time with like making yourself aware of what is not fitting, like what are the areas that don't fit good for you? Because we are so easily led by other people's opinions, by other people's um, standards, by cultural norms, by you know the whole environment that shapes us. But to really figure out, is that really what you want? And I mean, I guess that <laughs> obviously no one, not everyone can just simply move abroad. But for example, traveling a lot and moving abroad as well helped me a lot to to experience so many different environments that challenge my own thinking. And I think we often can get these experiences in, in, in smaller areas if we just, for example, do something different, like joining a fitness club with a different um, sports art or whatever it might be. So doing things that stretch you to really push you out of your own boundaries and see, do you enjoy this? Because often I feel we, we don't even know ourselves. We don't know what we like, what we don't like because we don't know what we don't know. So really mm-hmm. taking the time to exploring what what is holding us back, what is our own dark side, so what hinders us in achieving our goals, but also what are the hidden gems we haven't yet extracted within our personalities. And to, yeah, being patient and taking time while doing this. Oh, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. So there's some really, really good advice there for my listeners. Um, Stephanie, I want to thank you so much for sharing some of your thoughts, some of your your personal life and some of your professional advice here to all of my listeners. Thank you so much, Emma, for having me. It was a true pleasure. And thank you, everyone. For listening. Anybody listening, if you want to share this with people that you think would get some value from it, then please do do go and hit the subscribe button or leave a review. So I'll put all the details of where you can find Stephanie and also where you can contact me in the show notes. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. (laughs) 